in Scotland called his son in New York a week before Christmas and says, I hate to ruin your day, but I have to tell you that your mother and I are divorcing. Dad, what are you talking about? The son screams. We're sick of each other and I'm sick of talking about this. So call your sister in Australia and tell her. Frantically, the son calls his sister who explodes on the phone. Like hell, they're getting divorced. She shouts, I'll take care of this. She calls Scotland immediately and screams at her father, you are not getting divorced. Don't do a single thing until I get there. I'm calling my brother back and we'll both be there ASAP. Until then, don't do anything. Do you hear me? And hangs up. The old man hangs up the phone, turns to his wife and says, sorted, they're coming for Christmas and they're paying their own way. (laughs) Don't get any ideas. You know, Christmas is about a lot of things. Uh, But most importantly... Christmas is about Christ. Um, and to be, a, to be a Christian, to be a Christ follower, is more than just um, doing good deeds. And, you know, uh, Steve announced some of the good things that we've done in our community, just some of the, the highlights. And, you know, we're always wanting to do good things. But, but Christianity and being a Christian is not just about, you know, being a good person, trying to be gooder. There's my English degree coming out right there. <laughs> A Christian is a person that makes room for Jesus in their life. That's what a Christian is. In the Bible, we read about two people who, uh, who God asked to make room for Jesus in their life. And I just want to have a brief look at that. Uh, in Luke chapter 1, verse 26, it said, oh, hold on, I didn't bring my Bible. Left in my office. Can I get that? Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Jeez, preparation, preparation, preparation. <laughs> uh, what's that one? Luke. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> New, te- New Testament. Oh, jeez. Oh, I see all, all the checks you've been hiding from me. <laughs> Luke chapter 1, verse 26 says this. Most of you have probably heard this story before. Uh, wow. How small is the writing in this Bible? Far out. <laughs> Maybe I need glasses. That's tiny. All right. <laughs> Are you with me? Oh, well, give me a go of these. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there it is. No, no, that's the other one. That's the next one. <laughs> Luke one twenty six in the sixth month. Oh, no, that's not it. Uh, oh, yeah, in the sixth month uh, of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to, uh, to Nazareth to visit a, a village in Galilee to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to... a Uh, She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of the king of David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried uh, to think what the angel could mean. Don't be frightened, Mary, the angel told her, for God has has decided to bless you. You will become pregnant and have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. 
He'll be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. And he will reign over Israel forever. And his kingdom will never end. So here we read a story about a young girl named Mary. And she was about to get married and, and to settle down. And her and her fi- uh, fi- uh, fiancé, Joe, or Joey, um, were you know, thinking and planning for their future. You know, probably looking to rent uh, a unit down by Lake Galilee if they could afford it. <laughs> and, uh, and they were beginning their life together and they had plans and, and thoughts about what they were going to do. And in the midst of that, in the midst of their plans, God comes to her. God comes to Mary in the, in the middle of their everyday busy life and says to Mary, will you make room for Jesus in your life the angel said as we read you know this child's going to be great this is God's purpose for you and for mankind to be a part of God's plan for the world I want you to be a part of my plan my purpose for the world and so Mary had a decision to make at that point about whether she was going to make room in her busy life, make room in amongst the plans and the ideas and the thoughts they had about their future to make room for Jesus in their life. Another person was asked to make room for Jesus. In Luke chapter 2, verse 6, we read up on the screens. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. This is the next chapter. And she gave, this is Mary, gave birth to her firstborn, a son, She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, there was obviously an innkeeper in this inn. And his name we'll we'll never know. It's not mentioned what his name was. Um, But Joseph and Mary, who was carrying, Mary was carrying Jesus, had come to the innkeeper saying, will you make room? For Jesus in your life, in your busy life, in your busy schedule, with all the things that you've got going on at this time, will you make room? So Mary and the innkeeper were both asked to make room for Jesus, but their responses were different. Some of the similarities. Number one, it was never going to be convenient for either of them to make room for Jesus in their life. Mary was about to get married. She was engaged to be married. They'd had their plans and Jesus or God broke into their world in amongst the busyness and said, will you make room with what you've got planned, with what you're doing, with where you want to go? Will you make room for Jesus in and amongst that? And the innkeeper also in the busyness of that time of year Many, many people were traveling at that time because they were taking a census and all these things were going on. And, and, and he also, it was not going to be convenient. It wasn't going to be easy to make room for Jesus. It was also not going to be popular. Number one, it wasn't going to be convenient. Number two, it wasn't going to be popular. Mary was a virgin as we saw in the in the video and also as we read in the scriptures so she was a virgin and God was asking her to make room for Jesus in her life to carry the son of God 
and this was not going to be popular. In fact, if, you know, a, a single girl, an unmarried girl becoming pregnant, uh, she was going to face possible hostility, possible um, uh, um, separation, possible angst from people who were close to her. People were going to judge her potentially for the decision that she'd made to make room for Jesus in her life. As Jesus began to show in her world, people were going to make comments, decisions, make statements about her life, about her decisions, about how she was living her life. And yet, in the midst and amongst that, and her busyness, she had to make a decision. The innkeeper also was not going to be a popular decision to make room for Jesus. He may have had to say no to somebody else. He may have had to say no to some other people that he knew, maybe wealthy travelers, maybe some other people that were, that were there that had turned up. So it wasn't going to be convenient and it wasn't going to be popular if he was also going to say, yes, I'm going to make room in my inn for Jesus. So number one, when Jesus comes to us and he comes to every single person, at some point, God comes to us and he says, will you make room for Jesus in your life? In the busyness of your life, in the plans that you've got for your life, in the what you're doing and where you're going and how you're living. In and amongst that, God comes to each and every one of us and he says, will you make room for Jesus? Number one, it's never going to be convenient. Oh, I'm too busy. Oh, I've got this. I've got that going on. I've got plans. I'm getting married. I'm I'm having a family. I've got a career. I've got a business. There's, There's always reasons why we can't make room for Jesus in our life. Whether we're a follower of Christ or not, every day we're making decisions. Every day God's saying, will you make room? Will you make room? And it's never convenient to make room for Jesus And it's not always popular to say yes to Jesus, to make room for Jesus. When Jesus begins to show in our life, people may make comments. People may tell you you're an idiot. People may say, why are you doing that? Why why have you made that decision? Why are you making those choices? Why are you living like that? It's not convenient and it's not popular. It never has been and it never will be. But here we have in the Bible two people facing the same decision same circumstances not convenient not going to be popular and yet mary's response is recorded in the scriptures for all eternity as an example to us in luke 138 when god had through the angel had revealed his purpose and plan he said this is what i want you to do i want you to be part of my purpose and my plan i want you to carry jesus to the world Mary responds. She didn't know all that it was going to entail. She didn't know everything that was going to be involved, but she knew it wasn't going to be convenient, and she knew it wasn't going to be popular. And yet in the midst of that, in Luke one thirty-eight, Mary says this, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. May it be to me as you have said. It doesn't record the words of the innkeeper when Joseph and Mary turned up at the door and asked for him to make room for Jesus. But what we do know 
is that he said no because they had to leave the inn and find a stable or manger as they called it where she could give birth to Jesus this same question is asked of every one of us God is asking each and every one of us in this room today and as we come around Christmas as we think about Jesus the son of God coming into the world are we going to make room for God are we going to make room for Jesus in 2015 are we going to say yes or are we going to say no to God's purpose and plan for our life and for the people around us in Ephesians 1:11 it says this it is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up he had his eyes on us had designs on us for glorious living God did not create you or me to curse us God created us to bless us and Jesus Christ is God's sign that he's blessing is toward each and every person that accepts him. In Jesus, the Bible says, every curse is broken. You might feel like my life is cursed. Things just never work out. In Jesus Christ, the Bible says, every curse is broken. Every sin is forgiven. Every hurt is healed. And every person is given a second chance. In Jesus Christ. That's what Christmas says. That's what Jesus represents. God saying, this is my answer. Will you make room for Jesus in your life? Why don't we close our eyes, bow our heads here today as I finish up this message. And we're going to have...